Surviving Cultural Changes in Ministry. Welcome to the Healthy Groups Podcast. I'm your host, Alan White. This weekly podcast for small group point persons gives effective strategies, notable trends, and practical insights from my over 30 years of small group ministry experience, as well as the latest learnings from churches across North America. I will do my best to help you take the guesswork out of groups. For more information, go to alanwhite.org forward slash podcast. In the last two years, you've experienced about a decade's worth of cultural change. Organizations that were breaking quickly broke. Some startups and skunkworks quickly accelerated. Just to give you an example, you probably thought the legalization of gay marriage in 2015 appeared rather quickly. Now with the promotion of non-binary designations and transgenderism, gay marriage seems simple. Western culture has become very complicated, to say the least. You might have jumped onto the darlings of the pandemic like Peloton, Netflix, and Zoom. But now that much of coronavirus has subsided, these online platforms are losing value. Has everyone forsaken digital? Consider that the average adult touches their smartphone 2,600 times per day. I don't think so. This is the tip of the iceberg of complex cultural change. Add in inflation, a pending recession, a war, and a heavy dose of politics, and you have a recipe for much stress and apprehension. Easter wasn't what you expected. That's okay. Remember, you are not your numbers. Church ministry isn't working the way that it used to, but some things are working. How do you discern what to invest your life and ministry in at this point? Here are some things to consider in navigating cultural changes in ministry. First, look at God's Word. The Bible has stood the test of time and has been applied in every culture for the last 2,000 years. Whether the church was under Roman oppression, living in the Dark Ages, or embracing the Enlightenment, the Bible clearly explains the church's mission. I know that you know and understand God's Word. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in ministry, right? But stick with me. This next part is a little more like Vince Lombardi saying, Gentlemen, this is a football. Consider the commands of Jesus. The Great Commission is still the same. Go and make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to obey, as we see in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. You only have one job. Go and make disciples. Loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself hold true just as Jesus gave in the great commandment. Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 to 40. That's the summary of the commands we are called to obey. Love God and love people. And what about the great compassion we find in Matthew chapter 25 verse 45? How are you serving the least of these? You may think of some other things as part of your mission, but these are the big ones. If you created three buckets and labeled them Great Compassion, Great Commission, and Great Commandment, and you assigned the various activities of your church to a bucket, where would these activities fit? What wouldn't fit? What would you need to add? What would you need to get rid of? In planning ministry for a changing culture, start with the church's mission as articulated by Jesus himself. 
The methods have changed, but the message is consistent. Next, look at best practices. Over the last 18 years, I've had the privilege of working with over 1,500 churches across North America in the areas of small groups and disciple-making. While the last two years were vastly different than the previous 16 years, practices in small groups and disciple-making are still working very well. What is struggling right now are worship attendance and other centralized events, voluntary serving, especially in children's ministry, and bringing new people through the traditional front door of the church. Digital ministry is a new frontier, but it's not the answer for everybody. Don't write it off. There is much to be explored. The church needs to enlist digital missionaries to this growing culture, Online small groups are the pits compared to in-person small groups, but if your only option is online, then it's a great option. Which ministries and methods are still relevant post-pandemic? Which worked better in a pre-COVID attractional context? Which worked better in a lockdown pandemic context? Which will survive going forward? Pay attention to what is bearing fruit in your church and ministry right now and make the most of that. Third, talk to your current regular attenders. What are they open to? What have they left behind? What are their needs? After all, at this point, you must lead the church you have rather than lead the church you lost. Don't assume that everyone who stuck around is still waiting for things to go back to 2019 ministry as usual. Their lives have radically changed as well. Talk to them about what they're open to. Don't assume that this group is unwilling to change. They've stuck with you through a very difficult period. They are committed to the church. They want to see the church succeed. Some pastors are wringing their hands, afraid to change anything out of fear of losing more people. If your people have stuck with you, listen to me. If your people have stuck with you in the last two years, they are with you. Move forward. What are the needs of those who you are trying to reach? What's going on in their lives? What are their greatest concerns or fears? What can you offer them that is relevant to them? How can you connect with them? Where are they finding community? It's not a new principle, but find a need and fill it. How is your church uniquely equipped to meet the needs of your community? What are you willing to try? How can you reshape your current ministry based on what you've discovered? What methods continue to be valid? What methods are you partial to? You must admit your own bias here. The thing that you love to do may not be the thing that's the most needed. Or the thing that you love to do may be relevant in new ways. Think about this. While there is a certain amount of evangelism that happened over the last 30 years, a good part of church growth was merely transfer growth from other churches. Your church might have been good at attracting consumers, but was not great at making disciples. Now that ministry has decentralized in a lot of ways, what is your best tact? The impact of the attractional model was waning prior to COVID. 
I know that's tough for some to hear since so much of their churches were built on the attractional model. But the acceleration of the attractional model's decline happened during COVID. Why would people rather stay at home? What's the benefit of in-person attendance other than making the preacher feel good? I'm not saying there aren't benefits to meeting in person, but can you name them for your church? Community comes to mind. So does incarnation. If you are unwilling to adjust your methods to fulfill your mission in a very different culture, then you owe an apology to the pastors of traditional churches who resisted the methods you adopted in the 1980s and 1990s. You are the traditional pastor now. Change is intimidating. When you change, you experience loss. Reaching new people and meeting needs going forward is very exciting, but leaving behind the familiar is hard. Giving up what you've perfected or at least what you've worked hard at is difficult. Familiar routines are comfortable. Right now, you either have to learn something new, watch your church decline, get a new job, or retire. But your calling hasn't changed. What will that look like in the years ahead? Stay tuned. The best is yet to come. Now, what new things or old thing is working well in your church right now? Go over to alanwhite.org forward slash blog, find this post, and leave a comment. Alan White here. You're probably aware that I've written a few books, including Exponential Groups, Unleashing Your Church's Potential. But did you know that I also write books for other people? That's right. I've developed projects for people like Rick Warren, Dr. Tony Evans, Chip Ingram, Doug Fields, Kenny Luck, and others. Have you thought about a writing project, but you just can't get to it? Check out my new site, allen-writes.com. That's A-L-L-E-M-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. Allen-writes.com. I can help you with your book, workbook, study guide, or even teaching video scripts. Get ready for the fall 2022 small group boom. Start your own churchwide campaign now at allen-writes.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. Another way to help people find the Healthy Groups podcast is to rate and review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if I can help you in any way, please contact me at allen, A-L-L-E-N, at allenwhite.org. Thank you for listening.